welcome to Mind Witchery. I'm your host, Natalie Miller, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, my love. It's full moon time. It's a full moon in Aquarius, and that is what I'm talking about today on Mind Witchery. I love to remind you that the reason that I love astrology, really, is that it sparks, it fuels our meaning-making potential, our meaning-making capacities. It's kind of the best and worst thing our minds can do is make meaning, right? We're always interpreting things. Some of you might be people who do this thing where it's like you're driving and you're like, okay, if the light stays green while I'm going through the intersection, that means whatever, right? Like that means this appointment is the perfect thing to do. If the light turns yellow while I am passing through the intersection, that means I should be careful. And if I have to stop at this intersection, I shouldn't go to my appointment. Do you do any of that kind of thing? I don't do exactly that, but I definitely look at the world for signs and I allow my mind to interpret, to make meaning out of what I see. We are meaning makers. Even if you are not in the woo kind of end of meaning making, you still know what a red light and a yellow light and a green light mean. Like if you're a driver, I remember my kids asking and, you know, me teaching them. And then they'll say things like, oh, so-and-so says that a a yellow light means speed up. (laughs) Right? So we are meaning makers. And what astrology does, in, in my opinion, is it gives us this whole rich landscape all of these symbols that our minds get to put together in ways that really reveal a deeper truth. Yeah? Because let's face it, if I'm headed to an appointment and I'm I'm willing to ditch that appointment if there's a red light, <laughs> clearly I am having some second thoughts, some doubts about that appointment. And so what the traffic lights reveal to me, and even what me asking the question to the traffic lights reveals to me, is that there's something there to investigate. There's something there to understand more deeply. So there you go. That is my favorite thing about astrology. Astrology gives us this landscape with which to reveal deeper truths about ourselves with which to investigate and enhance our self-understanding, our self-perception, and the, the understanding we have of our lives and circumstances too. With that said, let's talk about this full moon in Aquarius which Leslie Tagorda and I, in our book, uh, New and Full Moon Rituals for Entrepreneurs and Changemakers, this is what we wrote, and I agree with us. The full moon in Aquarius shines hard this year. 
It's spotlighting what's not working. And it insists we get real fully and completely. All right. So how is that what we see in this moon? How did we make that meaning by looking at the astrology for this full moon? First of all, the full moon in Aquarius is a moon in a fixed sign. Aquarius is the sign of fixed air. And there is a sustained and sustaining quality to the fixed signs. Yeah? The cardinal signs are kind of bringing in something new. The fixed signs are sustaining and developing that. And then the mutable signs are evolving and shifting it. So whenever we have a lot of action in fixed signs, we are invited to look at what we are sustaining, like what we are keeping going. Yeah. So the moon itself in this lunation is very, very close to the planet Saturn. And Saturn is associated with structures. Saturn is associated with boundaries. Saturn is associated with kind of a, a sustenance itself. And, and Saturn rules Aquarius, which is where this moon is. And so we're extra conscious here as we look at this chart of the rules of the regulations, we're extra conscious of the structure of our reality. Huh? But here's the thing. <laughs> this moon is squaring the potentially most intense signature of 2022, astrological signature. And that is that we have the planet Uranus and the planet Mars sandwiching the north node of the moon in Taurus. Taurus is the sign of fixed Earth. Uranus in Taurus has been bringing us all kinds of earthly changes. So Uranus is the planet right beyond Saturn. We didn't know about Uranus until further on in human history and human technology. And so what we thought, we humans, for a very long time was that Saturn marked the end of the solar system as we know it. It's like, yep, that's the furthest planet. And so that is part of why Saturn symbolizes boundaries and rules and regulations. Then we discover Uranus, which is the planet beyond. And as I've told you before on the podcast, Uranus is not only kind of surprising and shocking because we discovered it later. It's also surprising and shocking because it doesn't behave in the same way we know planets to behave. Its orbit is a little different. Its rotation is different. It's like a different kind of entity. And so Uranus represents innovation. Uranus also represents shock, surprise. Uranus is like, mm, bet you didn't consider this, right? And so as we've had Uranus in Taurus, what's happened? 
the pandemic. <laughs> As we've had Uranus in an Earth sign, what's happened is dramatic disturbance of material reality. Taurus is the sign of fixed Earth. It's the sign of agriculture. It's the sign of that in Earth which sustains us. And what have we seen during this time that Uranus has been in Taurus? We have seen our earthly element, our bodies, undergoing dramatic change. Yeah, Climate change, for one. Climate change really turned up many notches. And then many astrologers say, and I agree with them, the pandemic, right? These human bodies, bet you didn't consider this, that there could be this virus that mutates so quickly that sweeps the globe. Hmm? So Uranus in Taurus is disruptive. Uranus near the north node of the moon is saying our destiny, our evolution, where we are headed, depends on our own radical innovations. So for one, we've seen the development of a kind of vaccine that is very different from anything we've used before. That's an example. Um, two, there's a call right now for very different ways of being with our earthly resources. We are seeing the effects of climate change so intensely, and Uranus next to the north node of the moon in Taurus is saying, hey, right now, we must innovate. We must innovate the way that we are on our planet and with our planet. And on the other side of the north node is Mars. Mars literally turning up the heat, dialing up the intensity. That's what Mars does. Mars is our martial planet, and Mars has a lot of energy, and it is not always constructive energy. Oh, Mars takes all of its energy, turns up the dial, turns up the heat. I know that quite literally on the planet, Right now, it feels as if the heat is turned up. And so the way I would describe Mars's presence here is that it just applies even more pressure to innovate, even more pressure to change. And for me, that word pressure is really the word. That's the word for this moon. Because Saturn in Aquarius... Saturn, who is rules and regulations and limits and boundaries guy, is squaring this Uranus-Mars-North Node party, right? So the way I love to picture this is it's like those two are pulling up at an intersection at the same time, <laughs> Actually, the sun in Leo is there too, because the sun is opposite the sky from the moon on a full moon. So I just want you to imagine this. Here's a four-way stop. We have the sun in Leo, who is in like a red convertible. 
hair flowing, rolling up on one side of the intersection, blasting music, being fully themselves, their shining, singing, glorious selves. The sun in Leo is so happy. Leo's a solar sign. And yeah, Leo says, hey, embrace your individuality. It's amazing. Yeah. And right across, directly across the intersection from the sun in Leo is Saturn and the moon in Aquarius. And Saturn and the moon in Aquarius, let's see, what kind of car are they in? <laughs> I don't know, some kind of like electric car, because Saturn and the moon in Aquarius are saying, yes, we are all individuals. Like there's a, there's a deep honoring of individuality in Aquarius, but that individuality is less kind of superstar on a stage, and it is more... Uh, humanitarian. It is more, we must honor diversity. We must honor different opinions. We must reckon with the reality, right? Because Saturn is a reckoner with reality. We must reckon with the reality that we are all different and that there are different ways to do things. Huh? So they're rolling up directly across from the sun in Leo. And we have this axis of individuality of uniqueness, both self-centered and also kind of like diversity conscious. Mm -hmm. Now at this intersection, pulling up at a right angle, we have Uranus and the North Node and Mars. And this is just a very intense vehicle. I, I'm actually trying to think, like, what even is this? It's almost like it is someone on, like, a an electric-powered unicycle. It is this completely different thing. And it sort of says, like, hey, if you want to talk about individuality, like, again— Bet you haven't considered this. I'm trying to think, what is the, what's the Mars aspect of this? It's like, it's like a, it's like a electric powered or a gas powered unicycle, but I don't know. There's something brash about it. It's like as if you could have a motorcycle be a unicycle. It's very like, it's loud and it is, it's intense. Huh? So what do we make of all of this? Well, number one, this is a lunation that is saying you must be yourself fully, completely. Actually, being yourself is so important that our collective evolution depends on it. There's a lot of pressure here, right? All of these vehicles are arriving at the same time. And there's that kind of moment of like, who goes first? <laughs> Is it the collective minded? Is it the individual superstar? Is it this like completely different way of doing and seeing things? It's all kind of here in this intersection all at once. 
and there's pressure. There's pressure applied. Okay, so we might, especially the the more sensitive among us, feel this. So the first question for this full moon is, what can you do to help your body move and release strong emotion? A lot comes up in moments like these. So how can you be with your body in a way that you move and release the emotion as opposed to perhaps obviously stuffing it down or numbing it out? It's like, no, you got to feel it and move it and release it. With Mars so present in this lunation, one of those emotions very well might be anger. There may be anger happening. And so moving anger, um, there's a spell actually I have for honoring anger. You might listen to that. But moving anger, moving through anger, finding what is underneath it, what is underneath the anger, that'll be really key in this lunation. Okay. The second question for this lunation I think is really the key one. What pressure to conform will you no longer tolerate? What pressure to conform? You might begin by just kind of surveying your life and thinking, where do I feel the most pressure to conform? Is it in my work? Is it in my friend group? Is it in my neighborhood? Is it in my parenting? Where, where do I feel the pressure to conform? And then looking at that pressure and seeing who am I really in this area of life? Like what aspects of myself do I have to diminish or make smaller or hide in order to fit in here? And what kinds of things would I do? What would it look like to invite those aspects of myself to stand up and be counted in this area of my life? Right? So what pressure to conform will you no longer tolerate? The next two questions are really honoring the big Saturnian influence on this lunation. Like there's a lot of Saturn in this moon and a lot of boundary setting, a lot of saying, okay, enough, new rules and regulations. So what people and places are you ready to turn away from and why? The why feels really, really important because the moon itself is in Aquarius, in fixed air, and that's intellectual. Air signs want to think it through, want to understand, want to align with ideals and values. So that why, why do you want to turn away from those people or why do you want to turn away from those places? That's really important. Now, just as important, even though this moon has a lot of I'm done energy, a lot of release energy, is 
What are the people and places you are ready to turn toward? That's important too. What are you ready to turn toward? What do you want more of in your life? Venus is just moving into Leo in this lunation. And oh my gosh, okay, this just came to me. Venus in Leo is like boy band vibes. It's like, here are a bunch of individuals who are going to harmonize. And what makes it work is that there's a shy one and a flashy one and a goofy one and a quiet tall one and a pretty obviously gay one, right? Like it's like, uh, yeah, Venus and Leo, I'm going to, I'm going to call that boy band vibes in that it says, yeah, we're all different here and we can make something together. We can connect. Venus is all about connection. We can connect in a way that honors individuality and in a way that all of the individualities get to play off of one another, right? So where do you get to feel that? Like you get to be who you are and also you being who you are and then your collaborators being who they are, that gets to create this special alchemy that gives you something greater than the whole, right? So the people and places you want to turn toward, And I really can't get over how fun it is to think of Venus and Leo as boy band energy. Okay. And, you know, that really also helps to tap into another message of this lunation, which is like, hey, what makes you different makes you desirable. Like your hotness is not conforming to someone else's standard or ideal Your hotness comes from you fully being who and how you are. Mm, Yeah, that is definitely a message of this of this moon. Okay, so finally, maybe you'll remember the full moon in Capricorn asked, where are you ready to spark a revolution in the way you do things? There's, There's revolutionary energy here and I love this. I'm going to repeat it. Leslie pointed out to me when we were writing our book that revolutionary can mean a leap forward, like a technological leap forward. But revolution, re-evolution can also mean a reaching back into an older way of doing things, a different way of doing things. So there might be someone who is like, you know, I don't want to use the new technology. I want to go back to a way that's worked before. Like, I don't want to do an Instagram reel. I want to make a couple of phone calls, for example. So we say for this lunation, If you haven't made those revolutionary changes, if you haven't sparked a little revolution where things have gotten uh, stuck and confining, and this could be in your work, in your home life, I don't know where it is for you, but wherever things are feeling stuck and stagnant and confining, wherever things are not working, 
If you haven't yet sparked your revolution, it seems to us that circumstances and just the pressure will conspire to get you to spark the revolution. Like, it was a choice a month ago. It is really not going to be a choice going forward. It is going to be a let go or be dragged kind of situation. All right. So this full moon in Aquarius invites you to break free of conformity invites you to be your whole hot self, to trust that what makes you different is what makes you desirable, to trust that you can feel your feelings and they have wisdom in them, to trust that whatever is breaking up or breaking apart, whatever is not withstanding the pressure of this moment. It's time. That structure is not sound enough to support you where you're going. You need a different kind of vehicle, a different kind of situation, a different kind of approach. One that is flexible and resilient enough to allow you to be all of who you are. All right, my love, should you love to do a ritual for the full moon? You can learn more about how to do that in Leslie and my book. It is available on the internet and the full moon ritual business for those of you who have it already is on page 35. Happy, gorgeous, intense, ultimately so supportive of you full moon in aquarius thank you so much for listening bye for now thank you for listening to this episode of mind witchery to catch all the magic i'm offering please subscribe to the show Or if you want a little bit of weekly witchiness in your inbox, sign up for my Sunday letter at mindwitchery.com. If today's episode made you think of a friend or loved one, your sister, your neighbor, please tell them about it. We need more magic makers in this troubled world. Like all good things, this podcast is co-created by stellar people. Our music is by fabulous DJ, artist, and producer, Shammy D. Our gorgeous art is by the Sorcerers at New Moon Creative. Mind Witchery is produced in conjunction with Particulate Media, K.O. Myers, executive producer. And I am Natalie Miller. Till next time.